Ladies and gentlemen, welcome very much to the Positive Edge, a podcast where we discover how we as young individuals can find motivation and also practice self-care in today's day and age. And we are your hosts. Daniel is a commercial pilot and motivational speaker, and I'm Juliana, a social media consultant and content creator. We're both in our early 20s, trying to navigate life all while documenting that with you and sharing our tips and learnings along the way. Since last week, I do recall that I gave you a little challenge. Yeah, you did. So, uh, just for, for the people who didn't listen to the last episode, which obviously I'm, I'm sure all of you listened to the last episode, but if you didn't, then it's okay. What were you supposed to do for today? I was supposed to take cold showers. Okay, and now you're saying supposed to actually do it? I did do it once. Okay. <laughs> and you also made and I recorded. it. Yeah, yeah I did. did. So, we will play it in three, two... One. It's actually not that bad. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, I'm not doing anymore. So as you can hear, it wasn't that bad. I did take like the handheld um, shower hat. Okay. I didn't do like the full rain shower. So thing. did you take it from uh, your normal temperature of taking a shower to completely cold, or how did you? No, do I it? actually started with a cold shower, and then I had my bathtub prepared with okay. hot water. Okay. So I was like freezing doing that, and then I jumped into like my bathtub. Well, there we are. <laughs> Very well. And yeah. what is your conclusion on it? What do you think about I it? I think um, from going back to one of our previous episodes about like finding or sticking to habits, it's really hard to break habits that you're already in. Mm. So for instance, if I'm used to like hot showers, it's really hard for me to like remember to take the cold ones. <laughs> right. And also if I'm freezing to begin with, like I don't feel like taking a cold shower. Well, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. But all in all, you did you see it as a positive thing or what do you think about the whole journey of the cold shower? Yeah, I, I think I definitely have to um, I have to read up on all the benefits that comes <laughs> with it. Right. So like keep reminding me because okay. I do that with, for instance, like meditation. I know how good it is. Yeah. Um, but with the cold showers, I'm a bit like, huh. Yeah. like what's the point of it? All right. Okay. Understood. How about your challenge? So, our supposed to journal, uh, basically, Juliana, she gave me, what, 10 different uh, questions I had to answer. Yeah. And I will say, uh, I think it, it was very good. It's very self-reflective. It's like anything else when, you know, when you sit down and actually think about your life, you come up with new ideas and new approaches to uh, places or places you have been in your life. So, one of the questions were... Uh, if you were to write yourself a letter in five years from now, what would it sound like? And write down 10 things you are appreciative. I don't remember. The, at the current I just time. made up like 10 no. journaling prompts. Yeah, no, they were good. So uh, one of them, <laughs> yeah, like I, I said before, 10 things you have to, uh, that you're appreciative of right now, I believe. And then, you know, mm -hmm. it, it makes you think about your life situation and all of these things. Yeah. So very good, all in all. Cool. Yeah. So that was last week. Diving directly into this week, what yeah. are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about confidence mm -hmm. because I feel like it's uh, a big part of like self-development mm. and it's something that we can all struggle with once in a while. And by the way, this podcast is recorded 
and it we'll is. probably be live somewhere. Yeah, you too. So just for the people listening in, you can now like watch us have these conversations if you feel like it, and see a beautiful wallpaper. <laughs> Very green, beautiful wallpaper. <laughs> and Daniel is. hates it. I don't yeah. hate it. No, it's good. You just don't like it. It did. You also wore green pants. Yeah. I did. So matching. When you think of confidence, what do you think of? Um, having confidence in yourself, like mm. feeling confident that you're able to do something or achieve something, like having trust in yourself. I think it's a good way of putting it, having trust in yourself. When I hear the word confidence, I'm thinking if you have to do something, you don't really believe enough in yourself in Uh, would your mindset then make you do i know that's maybe a very complex uh, definition but just being able to do something that's a challenge but is important to you that's how i think of it okay yeah yeah <laughs> makes sense but yeah. what's really interesting about confidence is that you can have confidence or you can lack confidence mm. in so many different areas and that's kind of how i look at it because you can have confidence in your career but then in your personal life or like personal relationships you might lack confidence or in like social settings you might lack confidence or vice versa okay let's talk about areas where we feel like we've gained a lot of confidence and how we got to that point. Okay, I can start if you want to. Um, and you can think in the meanwhile. So um, I think an area where I feel like I've gained confidence is probably my career. So I, yeah, and and let's just point out that I think for me, confidence is something where you have small wins throughout your life. So for instance, if you go to school, you might have like a favorite class that you take. For me, it was always like English or Danish because I really liked writing. So, and then you start to realize like, oh, I'm actually really good at this. I'm getting good grades. And then you naturally go towards those things. So when we went to high school, I don't think I like gained total confidence. I don't even know if there's such a thing as total confidence, but more confidence before like high school because suddenly I feel like I fit in in a certain way in like social settings. And I feel like I did well in class too. Not all of the classes, of course, But in, for instance, marketing, that was something I never really thought of as something I could be good at. But then I realized that the, the I read up on it, did all my homework. So it just, it felt like, it felt like something I was really good at all of a sudden. And then I went into fashion communication and, you know, so. So, so let's, you say that you felt comfortable in, in, in the manner of school and so on. Yeah. How did you measure it? How did you measure that you were confident? I think I measured based on whether I found it interesting and the feedback that I got. Because we also talked about how sometimes you might be good at something, but you don't even realize that you're good at it. It could be, for instance, that you're really good at talking to people and, and you find that your friends suddenly come to you for advice on relationships or friendships or even school. And then they point out like, oh, you're really good at this. And then you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that, but you're probably right. So it's these small things that suddenly add up. And then you're like, oh, I actually really enjoy this because the people around me say that I'm talented in that area or I just really enjoy it. And I think I'm good at that. And then you go to that mm. field. It's just, I think the way of measuring confidence is is very subjective. Of mm. course, there's... 
And really, if you think about it, you can you can be a straight A student and have very little confidence. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, so, yeah. So I'm just saying the transition from in this case school. So let's say mathematics. Perhaps you're getting A's only, but on the inside you're feeling oh, I'm not that good at this, or I, don't, I even might actually not like the subject, but I'm just good at it. So it's I'm just saying there's a I think it's very inward how you measure it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, of yeah. course. And then if we talk about something like public speaking, that was something I struggled hard with, especially in high school. Um, <laughs> I used to uh, do uh, maybe take a little sip of wine or something before I went into the exams. Oh, then. oh, <laughs> oh, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> There are no rules about that, though. I don't know. Have you got the school <laughs> manual? I'm, I'm sure know, it might say something. It kind it. of helped me because I was so nervous. And I just knew that like, I would probably do fine in the presentation. But it was just like inside of me, I would be so nervous. Mm. So anyway, that kind of helped a little bit. Even just, though I don't recommend it to anyone. Exactly. We don't recommend <laughs> it. But that's just an honest um, thing. That's but anyway, so I was really nervous about that in high school. And then once I went to London... And there was so much happening. Like I was challenged in so many ways in my life. Then it suddenly became manageable because, first of all, I saw um, people from the UK, from my class, who were not very confident speaking in public. And I was like, whoa, if they're not confident, because I was always really nervous about my English speaking skills, mm. right? But if the people who were natively English were not confident, then I was like, oh, wait a second. And then I also found out that the more I knew about a subject and the more I feel confident talking about that subject and really passionate mm. the easier it was so suddenly my fear of public speaking wasn't that bad at all and it's very it's a very interesting situation because the majority of people if you ask them what are you afraid of one of the things a lot of people say is public speaking yeah so now you mentioned if you knew a lot about the subject or the matter that you were going to communicate something about you felt more uh, confident mm. So really, if you think about it, then it might be the whole public speaking thing might be about really just being make, made fun of when you're up there. I think most of us can recall a period in our upbringing in elementary or something where people left at, or what do you say, and made fun of us because we couldn't do something. And I think it's the same feeling that is still stuck inside people's heads to a certain extent because you were taught when you were younger, you don't just yell up in the middle of class, you raise your hand and say something intelligent. It's the same thing here, really. It, on my behalf, I've, I've been doing a, a little bit of public speaking as well. And I do agree very much with uh, Juliana. If you feel confident in what you're communicating and you know, oh, all right, I got this. I know what I'm talking about. Then the whole presentation itself, uh, it becomes easier very quickly. So you need to do your homework. You need to know what you're talking about. And then also, as being taught in many other places, you need to know your audience. Is it fifth graders or is it um, retired people? But at the same time, also be be true to yourself. Uh, I, I think we all know that we have a certain style of presenting information on. I don't see anything wrong in sticking to that, just adapting it and tweaking it just to the um, audience. Yeah. 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 But thank you for sharing. That's appreciated. You're welcome. Good. <laughs> so fun. what's an area where you feel like you gained a lot of confidence? And, oh, and just I want to... Okay. Another tip uh, from before and regarding the whole... Um, Uh, being confident in in public speaking uh, settings up I, i think i mentioned it before but if you're really nervous when standing in front of other people i did it myself when i was younger 
practice asking questions where there are a lot of people. Meaning, let's say someone is giving a presentation in front of two to three hundred people. You really find it interesting, and there's something you want to know about the presentation. I could imagine that the majority of us have tried to. Ooh, um, should I ask that question? Uh, yeah. I'm, no. Um, I'm. I'm just gonna wait because maybe you know I can ask him afterwards. Sure, you can ask him a- afterwards, but take it as a challenge. Raise your hand. Tell yourself, I'm going to ask him or her this question and then ask the question. You might be sweating for the all 30 or 40 seconds. I did, that's for sure. Or you might become really dry in your mouth. And then you see the guy with the microphone walking over to you in slow motion. And it's just like out of a movie, he's walking. And there's a microphone. And then you think, oh crap, what do I do? You ask the question. And it's just a way of practicing in small steps how to become more confident when asking questions and formulating questions um, questions to someone in a public uh, speaking form so mm. areas where i feel confident or have uh, gained confidence yeah i think for me it's probably been sport uh, mm. when i was um, 15 and up then i became somewhat good at american football so that's very physically but when you learn to become good at the physical part, often to a certain extent, the, the mental part also follows, right? Because, yeah. you know, it goes hand in hand. So I think it was American football for me. And later on, I just realized that, all right, if I do this in other areas of my life, I will most likely develop the same no sort of level of being uh, at something. You can transfer what you learn through the physical uh, teachings of life to the mental, how you think, uh, psychological challenges of life. And that's really what, what I try to do. Mm, that's a good idea. So yeah. like adapting what you know about something. Into yeah, an, okay. exactly. So what yeah. I was trying to say before, repetitions, we do things over and over again. You always figure something, a little different thing out you can do. Just adapt that and in whatever you're doing so let's let's look at um, the fashion industry okay and the painted picture of confidence how would you say that they uh, uh, communicate um, uh, what confidence Mm, is yeah i feel like there's been a big shift lately um where it's becoming much more i think in general we as a generation is going too much towards like self-love realizing that it doesn't have to be about our physical body but i guess that's just us as humans like figuring out a way to live more meaningful Mm. so before as we know like in magazines for instance it was very much about like having the perfect body you can even see i see like both for men and women it's so hard to like live up to those standards because you never really do right so um like the headlines will always be like get the perfect beach body or uh even for men like in the magazines there are not a lot of people you can relate to in a way um because for the health magazines you always see like really strong muscular men on the front cover or it's the preppy guys too have like a cool style or whatever but it's um yeah, I feel like it, it's hard to live up to those standards. Like, you definitely really do. So what do you think as a female seeing Kim Kardashian on Instagram? What's the first thing that pops into your mind, usually? Kim Kardashian actually changed a lot of things, I think. Because before Kim Kardashian, in like the early 2000s or even the 90s, um, the fashion trend 
like uh, body wise was very much focused on you call it like heroin chic where it looks like the model takes heroin to not eat and have like super skinny body hmm. so i don't know if you remember but like it was those kind of bodies like Kate Moss or very, very skinny girls that were very popular back then. And then all of a sudden Kim Kardashian came along and, you know, she has a lot of plastic surgeries and all that. But um, like the the hourglass shape really came back and now it's all about like having a big butt and like small waist, which is also really hard to like achieve that. Isn't that just a different way of you know, for the fashion industry to communicate, ah, now this is how you're confident. Now they're basically saying that you need plastic surgery to be yeah, confident. But I right? think the fashion industry has changed so much. Like you see uh, on online shops now, there's so many brands where they, um, they're trying to be very diverse, yeah, both in the people that they want to represent, but also and appeal to, but also um, in like body shape wise. Um, so it's it's getting much better. It's definitely not there yet. For instance, I saw Jamila Jamil, who's an activist and the founder of iWay. She posted um, yesterday that she was like so mad because she saw a girl who took a picture with like those waist trainers, like those um, things that like cinch in your waist and you have to train with them or something. And then she was like, oh, this is horrible that this is happening and so on. And the girl basically wrote in her caption like, oh, you can get my free train or like, it probably costs some money but you get my training program um to like get a skinny waist because there's nothing more feminine than a skinny waist mm. and she's saying it's so wrong to like associate femininity with like a skinny waist because obviously like everybody has different body types there's no like right way to look at a certain body some people might not be able to like get that super skinny waist that they're just built differently so what the individual who commented and then kept on her whatever Jamil, she said yeah But the one who said that you can buy it here for super cheap or something like that, mm. calling it feminine. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was the wrong. whole wrong thing. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> But it is. Do you see what I mean? Like, you shouldn't call a masculine body like there's no such thing. The people with a dad body are still masculine. Okay. You know, guys, I will Google masculine <laughs> and feminine <laughs> But for it's you. just Mas like, is what culture is telling us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Feminine. But it's just what you have up in your head, what's feminine and what I have, what we've learned throughout our lives. Yeah, I understand. That's what we think. I That's understand. That's the dangerous thing. See, masculine, having qualities or appearances traditionally associated with men. So that's very conservative. I do follow you on that one. Yeah, like, but what is that? Like, that's not necessarily to say that you have to have a six pack. No, 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 I agree. Because a lot of girls and boys, they get very conflicted when they grow up and see, oh, I have to look this in this way or, you know, so and that can lead to like body dysmorphia where you look in the mirror and see yourself as ugly no matter what you do. Isn't that yeah. called puberty? I'm no, sorry. it's not. It's a mental thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, uh, I'm very black and white with these things. All right. So makeup you wearing okay. makeup right now let me guess let me just guess what what you could so the thing you have above your eyes is that called eyeshadow yeah okay and then you have mascara yeah and have you put anything on your eyebrows yeah i have what do you call that an eyebrow pencil an eyebrow pencil anything else than those three things be honest Lip, yeah lipstick yeah. four mm -hmm. what else concealer what is that 
that's like to hide any spots or any dark circles. <gasps> I think just like brighten up these areas. But you don't see like. I want a concealer. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of men use that too. What? I did not know that. Concealer. <laughs> but I'm not wearing um I'm not wearing foundation as in like covering my whole face. Right. I'm wearing a little bit of blush. So that's six things. I'm wearing eyeliner. So you all get the point. Seven <laughs> seven different species I'm about to polish. say. Products of uh, makeup and that's all good. It's become very normal. Um mm -hmm. Let's say that you were to give a presentation without any makeup. Yeah. And you just ate a bag of chips two days before. <laughs> How would you feel what about that? that? What does the chips have to do with it? The whole getting bumps or what do you call it? Oh, that. okay, okay. But, um, I mean... Would you feel confident is the question. And to what? follow up on that, what do you think confidence has to do with makeup from a feminine yeah but that, that's the whole thing like um there's so many industries mm. maybe even all of the industries are all based on our confidence mm. like they try to tap into that so for instance oh, yeah. makeup they try to tap into like oh you want longer lashes mm. use mascara or you want bigger lips use this lip gloss or whatever you know right. so um and so is the fashion industry like wear this and i think women actually have that benefit that they have so many tools to maybe externally make them feel more confident mm. on the outside and that reflects on how you feel on the inside whereas i feel like men they don't really have that that much actually mm. they might have clothes but you know like even men's fashion are very basic mm, yeah. um yeah so we have a lot of ways to like elevate ourselves and make us feel better but that's not necessarily a good thing either because then suddenly if just like you said you don't have that you're feeling like oh i i might not look as great um so for me i might like doing a presentation i wouldn't mind it but i might feel a little um insecure because i know that a lot of people say like oh without makeup you look really young so if i'm giving like a really important speech then i might feel like oh these people might not take me as seriously because mm. i look really young right now or something right yeah no, that's a, a very honest uh, answer obviously mm -hmm. thank you yeah um no yeah i follow you i i can't really relate to the whole makeup thing but i could imagine what it might feel like uh, the only thing i'm thinking is just it must be amazing just to you know <laughs> look like a million dollar whenever you want that's yeah. for me that's cheating you know that's <laughs> cheating. i'm just saying um, but you know a lot of men and girls they like girls who don't wear like tons of makeup yeah no. i know you've said that too yeah i've said that as well yeah. it's very subjective uh, <laughs> but you might have the same thing if you wear your uniform or wear like a suit or something yeah of course yeah i do so we we also spoke about uh, job interviews just okay. before yeah. uh, recording yeah, this let's let's uh, sort of dive into our own experience of going to job interviews and uh, what we felt and still feel is a successful way of approaching it okay sure yeah so uh, your the job interviews you've been to what is a typical job interview there i've been to different interviews but i yeah i just go with the flow mm. yeah so i what, try to prepare as much as possible what i'm trying to lead up to here is really that 
there's different stages, right? And mm. when you're actually at the site or the company you're interviewing at, first impression is everything. Yeah. We talked about it before. First impression, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't start when you say hi to your uh, potential pr- uh, future manager, a boss, a CEO, whatever you want to call it. It begins when you enter the building. It begins how you communicate with other candidates at the interview. Being a genuine and nice person is is very important. Yeah. But again, you can't just be, you know, too nice and saying, hi, how are you? I hope you're well. It got to be natural. Just be yourself. I know we we all become very nervous, at least, of course, I do. And you might do, like, really clumsy things when you're nervous. Yeah. (laughs) And and look, the interviewees, they they know these things. Yeah. They know that people become very nervous. As a pilot, you need to go up to at least three or four different interviews. You have a psychometric testing where they test if you can recognize uh, patterns and all of these things. Then you go to a, uh, well, it depends on the company, but then you can either go to a simulator test and then you end up with a interview. So there's many different stages and it's really just about being yourself, being prepared, as you mentioned before, and just, you know, being a genuine and honest person. Mm. Uh, it's like a relationship. It, it's it's very tough maybe if you're in a situation of just going into a job you really want. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't, if you don't fit with the company, you know, it doesn't make sense. You got to be honest to yourself. You, you're just going to end up working a job where you don't get along when, with anyone. So, you know, you got to be honest to a certain extent yeah. for yourself and for your future, potential future employees. Well, maybe you should give some tips. Like, do you have yeah. any tips that... Yeah, do, you said it before. You got to do your homework. It, it can seem very uh, superficial to say, oh, so the company was founded in 1958. You got 1,302 employees. You don't have to do it like that, but just show them that you've done your research. It It's like, you know, it's, it's communicating that you care. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah. I've been to a good amount of interviews in very different industries, and it's all the same. It might be... flight school it might be Domino's Pizza it might be clothing industry social media companies it's all the same it's just people sitting at a table and talking and even though you might say oh I'm doing my interviews via Skype it's the same thing they want to see you as a human what kind of person are you Mm. you know again research be prepared think about first impression and then be honest when when you actually get to the interview and especially your resume don't just put weird things in be honest you know yeah just share and i think whatever. like being nervous is not necessarily a bad thing you shouldn't obviously shouldn't be too nervous where you can't like speak or anything yeah. but if and you're a little bit of nervous yeah. then that's a good thing because yeah. it shows that you really care yeah and if you get to the point where you cannot speak uh, at interviews you need you need to practice that when i get nervous which i actually often do i start sweating a lot <laughs> I once had a flight with one of the chief uh, flight instructors at my flight school. It was a very important flight. I think it was a, a commercial pilot test. And when we got down, he asked me, Daniel, are you okay? And he used to be this guy who would never say anything. He looked at me and said, Daniel, are you okay? And I said, yeah, but I was sweating a whole I was sweating. It can get really hot lot. in those like airplanes. It can, too. but you also have air conditioning. So, you know, <laughs> but um, nevertheless, uh, yeah. You need to you need to practice doing that. Yeah. And a very good tip I actually have: if you're a individual who doesn't like actually communicating with people in public, or it may be even people you don't know. Okay. Go out to the busiest walking street here in Denmark. We have something called Stroll. 
in English, tröget. Oh, no, that's maybe more Swedish, I suppose. But <laughs> it, it could be in New York. It could be Times Square. Yeah. Go out to people, ask them random questions. If you really want to battle this, ask them random questions and make sure you get the, not the answer you want, but make sure you get a answer. That's a way of, mm. of really just battling. You uh, can also practice in front of a mirror. Yeah, you can. But yeah. there's not the whole uh, social pressure thing. Of course, yeah, you, you got to go, you got to start, I'm not going to say the bottom, but you, but you got to start from a point of, you got to work with yourself and then you need to work with yourself and other people's. Mm, yeah. Right, so. I think you can practice like breathing too, like breathing yep. techniques. That's something I really want to like get more into because I can suddenly, if I, do public speaking i can feel very out of breath all right. of a sudden like i forget to breathe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what about power poses is that yeah, something power you use? Poses. i know you've used that haven't you i have yeah i don't know if i have i might have used it before tests or something but you like stand with your with your hands on your side well it's, it's like i don't know pose. what you call it but it's I just a way a of for it. it there's probably is but i don't know what the name Good. is but okay. yeah. <laughs> but nevertheless it's just about really body language wise there's a guy yeah. joe nevado he talks a lot about this and all in all he's really just saying when you're very close you don't look and tell your body that it needs to be confident but but you when you sit more like with your arms open it's just translated to a certain extent into being positive yeah so i guess another tip for like being more self-confident is to learn about body language that's essentially what you've done right for public speaking and yeah. things and talking yeah. to people you've learned a lot about body language so that becomes kind of your little superpower as opposed to other people who don't know anything about it so you can like yeah, you, said you, you could say that benefit. Uh, to a certain extent. Just know that if you do something with your body that seems off, I suppose, it takes up focus what from what really should be in focus. And that's you. If it's a job interview or a presentation in public speaking, think of that. Of course, you don't have to be uh, presenting like Steve Jobs or anything like that, but just be aware of it and then mm. practice it, really. Yeah, and I really like to learn about, like, psychology. I feel like it gives you a certain power, mm. just, like, knowing how other people think. And um, should we end off with um, just telling everybody that we're totally not perfect and we also have areas where we still feel like we lack confidence? <laughs> that sounds like a very good idea. Okay. What areas are you not confident in? I don't like dancing and, <laughs> and nightclubs. And I know you don't like it, honey. <laughs> she took mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've, we've talked about this before. I feel like it's a, sometimes a big struggle of mine. Mm. Like, obviously, we're not going to nightclubs right now, luckily. <laughs> because um, I feel like when I go, I always, as I just said, like, I always gravitate towards the areas where you can actually, like, hear the other person talking i'd rather have conversations than like dance on a dance floor i find it very mentally unstimulating mm. wow. <laughs> i just i do <laughs> i don't know what to think about when i'm dancing it's just so empty like what are my thoughts supposed to do oh i understand <laughs> i understand for sure. so we'll you can talk while you dance it's just music and if i don't know the song that's oh. really awkward y even worse even worse <laughs> So Will Smith, he, he put this in a beautiful way. He said in one of his motivational YouTube vlogs or whatever you want to call it, you have to be comfortable with not being comfortable. Really, that's the thing. So so for me, the, the areas where I feel uncomfortable and not confident is really things I'm not good at, obviously, because you don't know what to do. Yeah. And if it's sports or dancing or whatever, you just don't know what to do. 
And then you know there's always someone in that little social setting, if it's more than just you, that knows how to do it. It's always going to be like that. But if you can flip your mentality to teach yourself to be comfortable when not comfortable, yeah. then you're moving in the right direction. Okay. So for me, it's also dancing to a certain extent. I go, of course, I can bust and move and all that, you know, one, two step. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, that's, that's more or less it. But I'll do it if I want to. Um, but the funny thing is that I'm fine by like dancing by myself or mm. like with another person. Mm. But if it's just like solo dancing, I feel like that's awkward. Like, I don't know. Are we uh, talking in a club setting bar or? Where else would you dance? <laughs> I'd do it in the shower. Oh, I'd do, do it at home. All the way down. Yeah, the yeah, stairs. that's what I mean. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But it's just like that clubbing dance. It's yeah. because I, I used to do ballroom dancing, mm -hmm. but I was kind of forced to by like my parents and brother and things. So I didn't really enjoy it that much. So I think that's where it comes from. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not like super confident with that. Could you potentially argue that perhaps it's a. You know, it's a belief thing of, you know, from you going yeah, up. Yeah, so totally. Just it's probably like much deeper than just like me being uncomfortable with that. But again, I think it has a lot to do like those small wins. Mm -hmm. So if I haven't had those small wins in dancing, then that makes sense that I'm like not totally comfortable right. with right. that. That makes sense. So basically you're building up what you call small wins. Yeah. It, and that sort of helps you build your confidence yeah. to a certain extent. That makes sense. So look, guys, it's it's... I'm not going to call it simple, but for me, I, it's really important for me to keep the complex things simple. Mm. The same when I go flying, there's things you just need to know. And those things can be very complex. Or you can try to make the complex simple. Of course, there's always going to be an approach to where, where it's complex, but try to make it simple. Yeah. So here, about confidence. First of all, is it something you like to do? Meaning... Does it make sense for you to actually spend your time on? Yeah. Hopefully the answer is yes to that. With that being said, there are things in life that you just have to do that you don't like. Yeah. I like food. I like food very much. You know, chocolate with a little caramel in? Sure. Yeah, I'll eat it. Give it to me. But there's also a thing called, you know, I got to keep my weight, you know, in, in balance. So if I don't go for a run or something like that, I'm not going to keep my weight in balance. And is your ambition to be a chef? Is it my ambition to be a chef? Yeah. No, it's not. I just like See? eating. Yeah. There you go. But it's not my ambition to like be a ballroom dancer either. Yeah, so that's you, like yeah. where you have to like figure out where you want to focus on it. Because there's so totally areas yeah. where you don't feel like very confident in it. Mm. But then you can work on it. Yeah. No, if it's, it's important to you. Yeah, for sure. Because again, it has to make you happy. Yeah. But ask yourself questions, you know. Does it make sense for you? Yes or no? Do you have to do it? Sure. Okay, you have to do it. But then approach it in a way that empowers you throughout that hard process. And if there are some some underlying issues there like work through them like make sure that the thing that you don't really enjoy is suddenly comfortable yeah and be aware of your upbringing your childhood yeah i'm telling you in, uh, this is not quoting it's just my subjective opinion i would say in seven out of ten situations it has something to do with your childhood for me i was a little obese a little overweight when i was younger now you know i, I not 
as much anymore, but I had a tendency throughout my puberty to always pull my shirt out because I felt that, you know, the feather sitting on your belly, it would show. So throughout puberty, I would pull it out, all these things, right? And that's basically from my childhood. So there's many things. It could mm. be perhaps you had yeah. something more psychologically happen to you when you were younger that still affects you today. Be yeah. honest with those things. And just another little example. I In school, I mm. used to be like, not bullied, but like girls would often make fun of like my clothes because it was a little different mm. um so they would often i went to a private school so they would mm. often look at the back of like the little um right. tag in yeah. the in the back of the shirt to see if it was like any important designer clothes or yeah. anything like that yeah. and i struggled hard with that because i didn't have those designer clothes mm. but i guess that it kind of empowered me to like still like keep dressing a little bit differently right. and then suddenly that kind of became my little superpower because then i would like stand out in my clothes and I'd be right. comfortable with that but to a certain extent you also had to learn it the hard way right you you learned it in this uh, specific example by the girls making fun of you you yeah. making a decision of all right what do i do even though you might not have thought as you know in depth of it at the age you were at that time mm. you still made your decision yeah right? you still made your decision to maybe think all right maybe i'm wearing something else or maybe i want to wear what i actually want to wear you wanted to decide on going in in school with the stuff you like wearing yeah that so, led me to like fashion yeah so. so it's good stuff yeah so sometimes it's just learning the hard way should we do a challenge for next week <coughs> challenge for next week da, 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 da. i feel like we should have a theme song for we like should the, the challenge segment here it yeah. comes <laughs> oh. <laughs> and there was so let's do rock paper scissors on who gets to challenge or sort of I set the standard. I don't know what standard. my challenge should be for you. I know, but she she knows it. Well, now we'll win rock paper scissors, and then I'll, yeah, yeah, okay, okay let's right. go. Rock, rock paper scissors. Shoot. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I told you I won. Yeah. Okay, I won. what's your challenge for yeah. me? All right, so my challenge for you, Miss Chow, is basically she's very structured already, but I will say. Try to get more structured. I don't know if that's possible, but that's my challenge for you. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I feel like you should do something that like makes you a bit more relaxed because you're always like very go, go, go. Okay. So um, <laughs> I challenge you to do a little bit of a yoga session. Hey, I've tried yoga. Don't, okay. don't put me in that spot. But you can do I'll some yoga videos on YouTube. You mean... I'll, I don't do the videos. You mean I'll search for the videos, right? And do it. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, sure. I can do that. All right. So I'll do yoga. She will try to become more structured. But I will say in a different way that what you used to, try a different approach to it. All right? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to this episode of The Positive Edge. Don't forget to leave us a voice message <laughs> Yeah. on anchor.fm. And if not, make sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yay! All right. Thank um, you so much, guys. You can always DM us your questions, too. My username is at Juliana Chow and My Daniel's is... My username is at Daniel's Pilot Life. That's our Instagram usernames. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, guys. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yo!